Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks is the term. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dudes Tony and Steve, and we are here to recap a White Sox winner today. A White Sox winner in awesome fashion. We'll get into that and how they won in a minute. Before we do that, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap at on Tap Sportsnet. Following Tony at Tony on Tap. Me at Buzz on Tap. Eyeballs, eyeballs. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. And if you haven't already, check out Grandstand. You can go to GrandstandSocks.com, follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks, or if you're by the ballpark, right down the street, check out Grandstand. You can get any White Sox gear that you need there. Check it out at Grandstand. Guys, it's Sunday, fun day, crazy Sunday, fun day, too, because the Chicago Bears are on right now, and I know you two really don't give a shit, but they're not looking great, Bob, so my... My morale's low, but then we're going to talk about a White Sox winner, so it got high again. Tony's going to, I was going to say it's a, it's in the middle of a, of a Bears game, and there's there's a lot of people in here. I could just tell how that game's going. It, it's not great. Steve, so, how are you? So, hey, 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 yo, boys. So, Tony, would you say people are mad online? People might be mad online. I, I, I would normally try – I, I normally like to stay off Twitter when the Bears are playing, and just, it's not my style. It's a, it's a good strategy. You, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but – it was a really good weekend here. Exhausting. Buzzy and I, we, you know, we got to take in the game on Friday night, got taken a hell of a ball game. We even made a little pit stop at Grandstand prior to the game. Uh, that was, you know, so that was Buzz's first actual in-store experience right there. So, you know, kind of popped his cherry on that one. So we had a lot of fun with that. And uh, yeah, listen, just a lot of fun here. It's gonna be a, a fun, entertaining week, maybe with a surprise or two along the way. Can't wait for that. I like surprises. Surprises are cool and tough. So let's get into this. White Sox lose Saturday's game. We did not have a post game on Saturday because we were just doing, you know, drinking stuff and watching the game and then being upset afterwards. I thought I had to uh, go make sure console Tony because he was not very happy. We, we actually wanna... took his frustrations out on me and beat we the did. crap out of me in the show. We did. Which... We had a nice night playing we... MLB the show. That was it yeah. was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. It was great for you, buddy. Great for you. <laughs> How many hits did you have? Three. Three. And they all came in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, Chris Sale looked nasty. Yeah, you know, we're not – I'm not going to break that game down because I don't want to. So <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't Steve, want to. Steve looks like he's enjoying himself, though. Am I going to have to separate you two again? Like Probably. We might we might play a more MLB The Show tonight. I just, I you know, random off-the-wall topic here, but just got the new Xbox, and I wanted to compare and contrast uh, what it was like on, you know, Xbox One and, and the uh, new Xbox. And so Buzz got to uh, got to experience that with me. Well, I didn't have fun. I'm, I totally did, apparently. I did not have fun. No, I'm just kidding. It was a good game. It was actually really close. Um, I um, 
I just lost it in the end there. Shocker. Uh, you know, tale of a lot of Chicago sports teams, because that's what happened to the White Sox on Saturday. Almost happened to the White Sox today. I don't feel like talking about a loss because I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about today, and I want to talk about Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn, hell of a game in his return, guys. Looked really good. There's some rumblings about something coming out on ontapsportsnet.com about this uh, about this start. But Lance Lynn looked great. He went five, uh, two hits. He only uh, had 70 pitches, uh, no earned runs. He struck out nine in those five innings, only threw 70 pitches today, boys. He looked really, really good, and it was great to see. Um, low scoring game, two to one. I don't want to get into all the theatrics of everything just yet, but I do want to throw uh, some, you know, Praise to uh, Garrett Crochet, who went one and two-third. He looked pretty good, only let up a hit. Went 28 pitches, struck out two. Me and Steve actually took this game in together. He was going to see some family. He stopped by today just to take in some of the game. Jose Ruiz came in. We were both very scared, and we both immediately ate our words. Um, guys, speak on, you know, Tony, we'll start with you. We'll go Steve after. Speak on Lance Lynn and Crochet today and just the pinch- pitching in general. Lynn looked great. Uh, exactly what you want to see from him coming off the IL. I think it was welcome, uh, you know, just good pitching to see. We've had a bit of uh, some ups and downs through this rotation the last few turns. And obviously your big three have been out. I think he really carried the torch after uh, Carlos Rodon uh, returning too as well. Uh, so you like to see those guys kind of compete against each other a little bit. I think it's, it's good going into the playoffs. Five innings today, it's fine. Um Probably would have liked to see him uh, go a little bit deeper into this ball game, but he's had some some issues getting into high pitch counts earlier on this year, uh, too. So, uh, you know, you've got to rely on the bullpen to get stuff done. You talk about Garrett Crochet coming in. He's starting to grow the beard back a little bit. Notice that uh, he's riding mustache only for a little while. I think, uh, you know, just the, the different facial hairs and, and how they play into pitcher success, Steve, uh, as we get into yours, I want your take on this, too. You've seen Dylan Cease grow the beard out him get a little bit more confident, more successful is, is Garrett Crochet growing the beard back too. I know it might be a little tough for him. He might not get to buzz level, uh, but is that part of his success as we see him ramp back up here uh, and take some quality innings? So just good stuff with him. But I think what was really working with Crochet is just location, man. Uh, when he's not locating that fastball and not getting ahead in counts early, you can't use that slider to get guys out. Uh, and you saw him be able to do that today. Um, and I liked what I saw. So Steve, I'll turn it to you, bud. Yeah. Well, first I'm going to get, I'm going to get things started with talking about Lance Lynn here, obviously first start back off of the injured list. I've been saying this all year. He showed it once again today. Lance Lynn is about two things and two things only guts and nuts. And they were on full display here today for everybody to see, because he said, here it comes, you MFers. You ain't going to touch it. I'm going to shove it right up your ass. And that's what he did for five innings. He went out there. He pounded the strike zone aggressively. That's what you want to see, especially after Dylan Cease went out there yesterday, had a rough outing, didn't give the team very much length. So Lynn went out there, did the job, showed why he is a bona fide bulldog at the top of this rotation here. And then Garrett Crochet, to, to your point there, Tony and, and Buzz, look, he went out there and he had another very strong outing. Tony, kind of circling back to your point here, listen, facial hair is a big thing. You know, um, it, it, it's all about character. It's all about the personality and it's about, you know, what you feel comfortable with. Cause you know, I think it's been said, if you, if you feel good out there, you're going to do pretty good. And it kind of seems like Garrett Crochet is feeling pretty good with that mustache, even though it's, it's 
a little sketchy, a little borderline there. You know, we can talk about that. Maybe, you know, socks on tape after dark a little bit, but um, he's going out there and, and it seems to be working right now because the success since he's implemented that he's been pitching like a much better guy here in the back end of this bullpen. So seeing those two guys really kind of carry the torch for this team here today and build that bridge to the back end of the bullpen there was very important here tonight as they were a little shorthanded. Yeah, he went out today, man, and he pulled the Dosekis. I like the way you look. That is not Dosekis. That is Men's Warehouse. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you were close. An attempt uh, was made. Well, come on, man, because, you know, like the Dosekis guy is uh, I'm the most interesting man in the world, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. my bad. Yeah, sorry. I always get those two guys mixed up. I don't. I'm you know, really you know, sure why. You know, the other, the other thing about the Dosekis guy is he's got some really – Really aggressive top button swag, and you gotta love that, right? So yeah, so we could tie those in. Thank you for saving my my blunder there. Um, you're gonna like the men's warehouse guy. Crochet looks at him like you're gonna, you're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it. And he went out there, and I like the way he pitched. He likes the way he looks with that facial hair. As Tony pointed out, he pitched great, and I like the way he looked. So I thought that was absolutely fantastic from Crochet today. I mean, just the pitching in general. Steve and I were talking about this as we were taking the game in with my old man. Um, you know, the pitching was on point, which is really good going up against these Boston Red Sox, who are a tough team, absolutely tough team, eighty-one and sixty-four on the year. You know, they're 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 you know arguably behind. I mean, the Rays obviously they're ahead of the uh, the Yankees right now, but I mean they're the second best team. The AL East probably like the third overall best team. I mean, the Sox are right there too, as you were saying earlier, Steve. You know, it's like it's you know you don't know who's going to come out of the AL. A lot of good teams over there. Boston's one of them. Boston's one that you should have concern with. Pitching came out and did their jobs today. Um, unfortunately. You know, against Pavetta, they didn't really get a lot going. Um, and that was, you know, it's just uh, the tale of the offense. And I'm, I'm not going to beat a dead horse and fucking repeat myself a million times. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde shit with the offense. This happens all the time. Tony and I have talked about this extensively on the show. Steve and I have talked about this extensively. All of us have talked on Sunday Fundays about this extensively. It, it gets annoying. So once consistency comes, you're going to feel a lot better uh, when the offense is, you know, able to average more than fucking, you know, what, what do you think they are? Like three, four, every, you know, because they, they can't like, you'll, you'll come out one night and have 10 runs. You'll come up the next day. You have fucking two or one, or you have two games in a row where you only put one or two runs up on the board. And I hate that today. The pitching made sure that that was all they needed. So that's where the praise goes for me personally. The praise goes towards the pitching today. This is where I get in. I'm getting into the praise. Obviously, you know, we, we had a good game. Um, in the field from Lurie Garcia, we had a good game at the plate at the end. Lurie Garcia comes up clutch in four at-bats. He had no hits. He comes up in the bottom of the ninth inning, guys, and he hits a fucking bomb. Now, this is after we got Craig Kimbrell in a save opportunity, guys. So we're talking about pitching. Obviously, want to tell people that we won. So just, just they knew, just in case they tune in socks on tap and they weren't sure what happened. Craig Kimbrell came in in the top of the ninth inning and there was a graphic that came up on the screen where he had thrown, Steve, what was it, 12 balls and six strikes, or was it 11 and five or uh, something like that? Yeah, it was 11 and five. Yeah, and me and Steve just looked at each other like, where is the command? Um, where is the location? And I guess this could go as a part of something that I brought up on this show that I kind of believed in a, a tad bit was maybe it bothered him that he wasn't in that role that he is so accustomed to. Well, he had the chance to be in that role here today, boys, and he had a rough time, and a run got across on him. He had the it was the bases loaded, man. He had the bases loaded at one point in, in the bottom or in the top of the ninth. Um, not what we wanted to see, but again, he was bailed out. 
by Lurie Garcia, who hit the walk-off. So um, I don't want to break down Kimbrell too much. Um, we know that he's been kind of hot and cold since he's come here. He was put in a position that a lot of fans on Twitter.com have opinions on, on whether or not that he should be in that closing role because of What's the psyche thing. What's Twitter.com? Tw- uh, I said. Oh, oh yeah. Twatter. Yeah, I said, I said Twatter. Oh. Yeah, I've never heard of Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we restart this from the top? Can, can this officially be a socks on tap after dark edition? Yeah. Uh, yeah it's I not think. dark enough yet. Yeah, it's not dark enough yet. Um, but yeah, so I mean that that's that's the thing here is you know, obviously small sample size here. Um, you know, he was in the ninth, it didn't work out for him. It's not that I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to have it again, or I'm not saying the psyche issues aren't real, but he had the opportunity today, didn't go his way. You get, you know, Lou Reed to bail us out in the bottom of the ninth to hit the walk off in amazing fashion. Um DFA Lurie now, guys. Whoever said that, right there, right there. So I'll take it. Does the last lead trade make sense yet? No, never does. No, never never will. no. I, I just look, I feel compelled to ask this question after every single one of his starts, especially coming off of the injured list. You know, may, maybe, maybe that's why it wasn't making sense to people. Maybe they knew he was going to get hurt. I, I don't, I don't know. Am I missing something? I don't know what you're missing, Steve, but maybe you can. You might, you might, you know, find yourself uh, getting a writing prompt to write about why the Lance Lynn trade was bad. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it later. But uh, Buzz, you, you talked about Craig Kimbrell and some of the struggles. I just want to know, like, because Billy Raffeld, uh, one of our White Sox writers, said it on Twitter today that he misses Alex Calame. Where are we? Where are we at, boys? Do we miss Alex Calame yet? Listen, I love the idea of Alex Colome and I love the production out of Alex Colome that we had and we were lucky enough to have for well I mean would you say a season and a half is that fair because of the 60 games or whatever yeah. so I mean what two you know what I'm saying two seasons whatever um he was lights out for the White Sox he absolutely was um, but I still I, remember people would complain that he made things interesting he did yeah. now, now you've got two guys at the back end of the bullpen who cost a lot more than Alex Colome I think it's a, it's a fair argument to say you've got two premier pieces that are top dollar value guys at the back of your bullpen. And just because it was interesting last year, there's, there's a lot of dynamics at play here because did the Sox catch lightning in a bottle, which is essentially what you're trying to do with most pitchers and get their most successful seasons at the back end of the bullpen to catch lightning in a bottle. Is Alex Calame still the guy that he was last year up in Minnesota? No, he's had his struggles as well. He's kind of reclaimed himself a little bit too, but all of this that, that culminates upon, do you miss Alex Calame? I don't think I miss Alex Calame. I think I miss just somebody at the back end of the bullpen. That's that consistent. Because it feels like we don't have that. We've we've kind of gone up and down these waves a little bit more than we're used to after being treated to what may have been Alex Calame's best seasons in his career. It was a twilight, right? I mean, I think that's fair to say it was a twilight of his career. He he, that was the best he's ever performed um, in those two uh, season and a half, or whatever you want to call it. Um, you don't have to keep correcting yourself. I, I know. I try not to, but I'm just trying to be correct about it that's all i mean it, it was just you know he they're gonna get you on twitter.com because you right. didn't cl- properly classify that it was one season plus 60 games and i don't want to get got okay so I'm just, get got. i don't want to get got so i just want to make sure i got my shit straight here you but go. you know I, again the confidence even when column a had issues um i had in him personally and i know you did too steve not so much um but the confidence that i had in column a i 
you know, I feel like it was more so than how I feel now, even when Steve and I were there on Friday and, and we got the Hendricks, you know, Hendricks came in, in in the ninth and Steve and I were just like this, you know, if you're not watching us on, on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook right now, hands on her head, standing Which, up. If you're, if you're not, you should be. Yeah. We are pacing back, you know, just a little bit of pacing, not because we don't have faith in Liam Hendricks. It's just, we've seen some shitty stories before this year. Where I feel like when Colome made it interesting, we got out of it all the time. We cocked our hats because cocked hats were for closers, and we got out of the gym. Now, I'm still waiting for Steve's comment on this because the whole entire reason I brought this up is just, just to get Steve. Yeah, you baited him. I saw what you did, Tony. That, that, that's bait. That's bait. That's bait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he threw out a fucking fishing lure with a Miller Lite on it. Yeah, he drinks Miller Lite when he hangs out with Buzz, okay? And he, he even bought me a bucket of it. But anyway, you threw out a Miller Lite out there, and now you're trying to bait Steve. And I think he took it, so we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna fade away here and let Steve answer this. Okay, so my biggest issue, and I think the biggest issue that a number of people had with Alex Colome during his tenure, is the fact that he doesn't miss a lot of bats, and that is simply something that for a closer and a guy in the back end of the bullpen, you you like a guy that misses a lot of bats and, and gets a lot of strikeouts. Um. Also, you know, he had a penchant to get ahead of guys 0-2-1-2, and then next thing you know, it's, you know, you're working a full count again. You're getting a, a 9-10 pitch at bat. You know, he might get the guy to ground out, but it just – it seemed and it felt like it was a lot tougher than it should have been. Now, I will say this, that in the shortened season last year, um, that was only 60 games, Buzz. It was not a full season, just so that we're clear. Um he did induce a lot softer contact than he had the prior year. So, you know, if you look at, and I know obviously Tony, you're not a big guy on, on the expected um, stats, you know, from, from baseball savant and things like that. But Colomby's numbers actually last year were significantly better than they were in 2019. So I said, and I even wrote a piece for on tapsportsnet.com that people can go back and they can check out over the winter where I said that the Sox needed to either close the deal on Liam Hendricks or bring Alex Colome back because they needed a proven back end guy in the ninth inning to handle those final three outs because turning that over to Aaron Bummer or to a collection of guys that have been in this bullpen here, as we have seen this year, the inconsistency and the ups and downs that this overall unit has had, it would have been disastrous if they didn't have one of those two guys on the back end there. And, and we can talk and we can debate about whether or not it was the right use of resources to go and get Liam Hendricks versus bringing back Alex Colomay. I know Ken W.O. is probably, you know, shitting himself right now because, you know, Alex Colomay, um, you know, he, he has, you know, nudes on him or something. Um, but, you know, the fact of the matter. <laughs> He's coming after Ken so hard right now. Listen, I'll go. I'll go after Ken. Believe me, that's that's fine. Um, but <laughs> How did, where did you meet Ken from? A twatter. Yeah, I, I've I've actually met Ken. In, <laughs> I've actually met Ken in, in person a couple of times, and and you know he tries to play like he's this big bad heel on on the interwebs, but in person he's he's really a big softy. He's not. You know he doesn't have that true heel persona. The whole Ed reputation Carson. is crashing yeah. and burning for him right now. And yeah. I just, I'm just, again, here, 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 here's I'm going to clip this and put it on, it, it, put it, it on social media. I, I'm going to go like this now. I'm again, tag him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but continue, Steve. No, nah, so, I mean, it's, 
do I like? I guess the greater point here is: Do I miss Alex Colomay? Right. No, um, but if they didn't have a proven back end guy in, in the bullpen, would that absence make the Sox bullpen issues even more significant? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, you could even make a case that you know, look, could the Sox have traded for Alex Colomay to have some additional insurance on the back end of the bullpen here instead of a guy like? Jose Ruiz in in some of these spots. Sure, you can make you can make that argument. Could they have gotten Alex Colomay at lower cost than what you gave up to go get Craig Kimbrell? I'm sure they probably could have. Yeah, you know, it, let let's look at this. And I think it's way too early to do this, but guys, if we do not come away with a World Series in this season, and you you don't strike gold here, is the money that's tied up that Jerry you know didn't forgot to check on? Because Rick needed, you know, it just it just brushed over it. Does that money come back and haunt you this off season? Because that's my biggest worry right now. Here's here's my thought on this. I would not be at all surprised if they if for some reason if this team does not win the World Series, if Craig Kimbrell is one of the guys that gets traded this winter as a means of helping to kind of reallocate some of the limited financial accepting resources. the team option and making a move to a team that could use a guy in a closing mm-hmm. role because his resume speaks for itself. Yep. Yep. But are not- you comfortable doing that? Are you comfortable moving Craig Kimbrell off the back end of this bullpen and riding in with Jose Ruiz and Aaron bummer. And you, you think Michael Kopech's probably going to be vying for a spot in the rotation next season. This bullpen does need somebody but the money that's loaded at the back end of it, I don't see this team carrying without there being some sort of cut elsewhere. And you've got to, you've got to probably make a decision on Carlos Rodon. They're loaded right now with this. And if it does not go right, there's probably going to be a lot of offseason discussion around that. That's just my thought. You're bringing me down a little bit. I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. You're hurting me. You miss Alex Colomay now. You're hurting me like you did in the show yesterday, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> boys, 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 let's 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 bring it all back in here together. Let's bring let's, it all back in for for a nice big family hug, you know. But Steve you know, but, always playing mediator. Listen, that that's what I am. I'm a man of the people. I bring the people together. That's Tony what just I likes do. to hurt me. He just likes to hurt me when I'm I like Louis Garcia. Louis Garcia hits a walk off home run, and Tony gets goes into full detective, fucking asking the hard hitting questions, shit. And it's just like, Ugh! and it's like the stuff where people are like, "Why are you even talking about that right now? It's not time to talk about that." But you know what? Yeah, it is because Tony said it was apparently. Because I just wanted to talk about a walk off home run, and then Tony had to come that's in where with my, the, that's where my mind went. I don't know why. Call me, you know, whatever you want to call me, but det- it's Detective Crazy Marchese on the case. Yeah. There you go. But let's talk about Larry Garcia. Let's talk about Larry Garcia for a while. I'll, we'll transition out of this. We'll Thank get you. we'll get out of the we'll get out of the negativity. We are drinking victory beers. Um, how happy do you guys think that Johnny Nani was? I don't know if he got to watch this, but I'm sure he saw it. How happy was he? Like, well, well, Buzz, do, do we want to let the people people in on a little inside secret here about you know what happened when uh, when that ball came down in center field? I mean. You know, Buzz and I, you know, we were watching down down in the Buzz Cave there, and 
We saw that thing. Do I need to put like a viewer discretion advised? We you, we embraced. You, you might need, listen. It was a very aggressive bro hug. Yeah. Um, it, I, you know, it had been about 36 hours since I had, you know, been around Buzz and, and just his overall musk and his essence. And I missed it. And, and we just, we brought it in there for the real thing, man. That's that, can, that's that Duke Cannon. Where are you, Duke Cannon? I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've reached out to their people. Where I hit there was that Duke Cannon. He he just smelled the whiskey, the the Buffalo Trace soap, and he was like, "Oh, dude, it was a walk off winner, bro." Hug right now, you smell great. And I said, "I know." Said Duke that's Cannon. Fantastic. I'm glad you showered today. I didn't actually. It's from yesterday. <laughs> wow, that's how. Now that's great. That's great news for Duke Cannon. Yeah, it's it, 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 advertising. You don't it, even need to shower. It's crazy shit. No, but we yeah we were super stoked down here, man. We enjoyed a beer or two, you know, got to see that walk-off winners. We had Red Zone on one TV and then whatever game was on the other down here. Um, it was great. It was awesome to see. And then, you know, Tony, as we were happy and we're sitting down and we turn up the, uh, you know, the post game because here comes Lou Reed to talk about what he did. And then you get Steve Stone and his questions. And Lou Reed, how how do you stay so locked in when you don't play every day? Does that motivate you? Like, oh, can you just just let the guy have it, please? That's the first walk-off home run of your career. Can you believe it? Like, bro, come on. Come on, Steve. You're Be better. Be better, Steve Stone. Let the guy have his moment. Don't remind him that he's not a fucking everyday player. I feel like you're taking a shot at me for asking the Alex Cowley. I'm, I'm looking you right in the eyes as I'm saying yeah, all of this right now. Like I, I have exactly not, I have not, I have not exactly stopped. What you're doing. I'm baiting you up. now. I got a Budweiser on the hook. I pick up what you're putting down here. Yeah, I'm and not, I, I'm not going to get reeled in on that one. I oh. also agree. That's that's not that's not what you do in that situation. Yeah, well, right. However, you do agree though. Bush League question. However, I probably would ask the same question because if I'm Steve Stone and I'm analyzing this team at this point in time, I would ask a guy, maybe not the first question, maybe not the first question, how do you stay locked in when you don't play every day? But that is a genuine question, I think, ill-timed. Maybe yeah. a little ill-timed. And I knew you were going to bring that one up, so I had my answer prepared. Guys, let me switch gears here for, for a second here. You know, obviously we're, we're all very happy for – the legendary moment that took place. And like I said, Buzz and I, we had a legendary reaction to it and a legendary moment. Tony, let me ask you this question. If you had to guess, what do you think the White Sox record cumulatively against the AL East was here in 2021? Um, Somewhere near 500, Steve, is, is where I'm going. Uh, somewhere near 500. But Buzzy, I'll turn, turn this one over, over to you now as well. Cumulatively. What do you think the Sox record against the AL East was in 2021? I remember we got spanked by the Yanks. We got spanked by Boston in Boston. I think we we beat them. We beat the the Rays here two to one, I believe. Right? We just beat the. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go above 500. Yeah, Steve. I think it's above I'm gonna 500. Change, I'm going to change this, and it's going it, to you're going to come back on this narrative of Sox can't beat good teams because I remember a very successful Toronto series at home that I attended, and now that I'm thinking back, we were there here, together. Yes, we were, Buzz. <laughs> and and after this one right here, you have another series win against the Red Sox. You did take one in that series that Steve, you, and I went to, which is, might be the, my favorite baseball game I've ever attended in my life out in Iowa. Shout out Sean Roberts, uh, Iowa Zach. Shout out uh, Jason Hosking. 
what a hospitable state for the White Sox out there in Iowa. Um, you know, they've gotten their wins. They've had some trouble with with you know some teams like the Rays and New York. Mm. Steve, I'm, I'm getting there. I think the problem <laughs> is. We I think the problem is. I'm. If you're, if you're looking back to it, and he's got the numbers. I know he does. I know he's got the numbers. If you look back to it, some of the losses were, were very close games that were ugly that made you feel worse than if you had just gotten blown out. Because I'm want to. i going to ask you, do you have the run differential as well? I don't have the differential in front of me. But what I can tell you is that the overall record against the five teams in the AL East in the 33 games that were played, the Sox went 19-14. and 14. Take Baltimore out of there. If you take okay, if you take Baltimore out there, we're 12 and 14. But Baltimore exists. Baltimore does exist. So so the, those those games they they count. They once they won the season series against Boston. They won the season series against Toronto. They split the season series with Tampa. The only the outlier in all of this was the, the Yankee series. And if you think about this, okay, that first series in New in New York. That very first night, Andrew Vaughn hits into the fucking triple, that goofy-ass fucking triple play when they had an opportunity to take the lead or, or at least tie the game on Chapman in that sequence. What are the odds of a guy hitting a hitting into a triple play for a guy literally right at the third base bag there? Okay, so you have that circumstance. They coughed up another game in uh, on the Sunday of that um, in, in the bullpen, I remember Kopech giving up giving up a home run. The only game they got blown out by the Yankees was the Saturday afternoon game in New York in which Garrett Cole just went out there and shoved against them. They blew the game on Saturday at home against the Yankees, and then they lost a, a close competitive game on Sunday at home. So they were in all of those games with the exception of that Saturday in New York. So this narrative that they can't beat these good teams, yes, they went one and five. But to sit there and to say that they can't compete with these teams, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. Sorry, Don't I just put that on the screen, Tony. I just I had I got a screenshot of you. Very, 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 very sad. I'm about to post it to uh, social media. Please there. don't. So sorry. I, I I was a little late on the uh, on the mute button. That was fantastic. That was that was pure fandom. I just saw from your face uh, of being very mad online. Um, but yeah, Steve, I, 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 I want to get, I want to <laughs> get back to, you, you know, my shtick already. Uh, I want to get back to the fact that the Sox have played really good baseball against the AL East. And it's something that I think uh, if you really go into this, you, you think the Yankees are probably the most dangerous in this. And I haven't looked at what they've done today, but they're in a little bit of a free fall after going on like a really, really, really hot tear after playing the White Sox. I am probably the most afraid of the Yankees in October. You I don't know about you guys. I'll tell you something interesting. At this very moment in time, the Toronto Blue Jays would be hosting the AL wildcard game. Yep. Because they won again today in Baltimore. They have won 9 out of 10. They leapfrogged Boston. And as of this very moment, the Yankees are out of the playoffs. Yep, they're 3-7 and seven in the last 10. Yeah. So And, and the fact that the Mets – and they are trailing the Mets right now 4-2. to two. So they will be a full game out of that final playoff spot. That now, the just thing, makes me so fucking happy. But, that makes me so fucking happy. 
But Tony, the, the thing the thing that we need to I need to caution you about is the Yankees are approaching a very soft spot in their schedule. I know they that ma- they got a makeup game with the Twins coming up here tomorrow. Are you going to-, to root for the Twins tomorrow, Steve? Never. That's a clown question, bro. Dead. Dead. Not never. No. No. I want the Yankees like dead and buried. I think because they, to me, the Twins can win tomorrow, Steve. The Twins can win tomorrow, and I've I've, I've started to kind of you know get into these hypothetical scenarios of you know where we line up for the playoffs and who I want to root for. If the Twins win tomorrow, Steve, it doesn't hurt anything as a White Sox fan. Like nothing. I would rather have Toronto. I would rather have Boston. The two teams that we have actually played in the AL East very well, or the Rays for that matter, in a playoff series. So I'm going to root. For I the don't Twins really think tomorrow. you're. I don't really think you're wrong. I'm going to root think, for the Twins tomorrow. I know that yeah. may hurt you. We're discussing it publicly. This is the first time we've talked about it. I could have saved this for a phone call because it would have been hard to say. But I'm rooting for the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, yeah. You're do doing this, too much banter. It's not our shtick. To, to, to do this in a public forum like like this, Tony, <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be completely honest with you. You're kind of breaking my heart right now, and and I'm going to get a little sentimental here. I, I never thought you, that you would do this to me. I'm used to you know having having things you know not necessarily go my way, and uh, but but for you to turn on me like this, I, I never would have expected it. I'm so sorry. I just had to make the admission to you because I, I don't want to lie to you, Steve. I respect you too much. Yeah, there's, I have too, there's too much love here. There's too much love. I mean, you guys embraced today. I didn't Multiple get any times embrace. this weekend, actually. Multiple times. No embraces for me. It, it's true. Well, Listen, that's it. because you don't come and hang around. You, yeah, you, you don't like that. You need me to get the Duke Cannon Budweiser, and then you'll come hang around more. You know, if you want to get me near you, Buzz, that's a that's what a I got. smart move. That's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. All right. Too much banter. Let's keep rolling. Um, so, all right. So, we'll go into Tuesday's game. The White Sox are off on Monday. <clears throat> they will be hosting the Los Angeles Angels. Um, it'll be Packy Naughton going up against Lucas Giolito. Uh, Naughton's 0-1 with a 2.57 ERA and 14 innings pitched. Struck out nine, walked seven. He's let up no long balls. That will change on Tuesday. He's going up against Giolito, nine and nine, with a 3.69 ERA, 158 and a third innings pitch there. 180 strikeouts. He's walked 47, let up 25 long balls. That is the matchup against the 70 and 73 Los Angeles Angels on Tuesday. Um, boys, we'll get into it. Obviously, we know we want to win these games, to improve this seating. Um, why don't we talk about picks to click on Tuesday? Uh, cause there is some fun news we can bring up that the straw that stirs the drink should be back on Tuesday. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, that is none other than the heart of this team. In my opinion, Tim Anderson, he'll be back on Tuesday. So I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take the first one here. That is my pick to click on Tuesday. Well, I'm, I'm going to double up on, on this action here because listen, Timmy, he's back in the house, baby. I'm thinking he's going to want to start fast. I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to go nuclear on that first pitch and put one on them, Ryan. I feel like this was so fast. Picks the click already. It's only 34 minutes, but I'll give mine. Uh, Gavin Sheets, Sheets. obviously, uh, is is my pick to click. Uh, If he is in the lineup, uh, I'm going Gavin Sheets. He's kind of pissed me off quietly. (laughs) Like – 
<laughs> in some spots where you got to get the job done, you're just not getting the job done. Steve is like shocked at this. Well, it's, it, it, well, it's you have to admit anybody that listens to the show or follows you on Twitter or what have you, and and in your love for Gavin Sheets, and then you just go, you know what I got to do? I got to take Gavin Sheets. But let me tell you something. He's really fucking pissing me off. Yeah, he is. He's pissing me off a little bit. I mean, he comes back, gets called up, hits two bombs, and then goes silent. Like it's time to 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 show it again. Like there's there's only so long of a leash that you have after a really impressive ball game to show up and do something. He's had some productive outs. He's gotten on base a couple times. I think he started a rally uh, on Friday night's game as well, uh, or or was part of one at least uh, there. But other than that. I'm I was just watching the Bears. Uh, other than that, Gavin Sheets needs to start hitting the long ball a little bit more. Check those comments, boys. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, he can. He, yeah, I'm, I've got oh, words. I've got words for that guy. Boy. Yeah, he's sitting in Buzz's basement right there. Look at him. He's so yeah. And then that Bears T-shirt. Very sad. I hope. I hope the Bears lose just so he can take that comment. And, Man, what the hell? Okay. Okay, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. Things are listen. Things are getting really, really aggressive here. I mean, we we've had a lot of just be shots mean. being taken here be tonight. Mean. He's being mean to me. I'm I'm not being mean to you. I was being mean to Bert. You're projecting your Gavin Sheets anger onto me tonight, and I'm just. He needs to just hit one into the Goose Island above the Goose, and everything will be okay. I think he's got the power to do it. I've watched him hit it all the way up to the Johnsonville deck in Milwaukee and BP. He'll be fine. <laughs> Well, I hope that's the case. I really do hope that's the case. Uh, boys, you guys have anything else before we ride out into the sunset here for the night? Anything anybody wants to bring up? You know, I'm just looking forward to getting back to the ballpark on, on Tuesday night. Tony, I know you'll be there as well. Yes, it was uh, it was a fun couple of nights here. It, it was a fun, exhausting weekend. Uh, leading into what's going to be a really interesting and entertaining week, I may be having a, a very special dinner with a very special mang tomorrow night. For for a business uh, little 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 venture, so uh, that'll be certainly it's, interesting. It's me. I, it's, I, it, it's me. It's it's not you, Buzz. Buzz, I I wish the dinner was with you. I Buzz. am a special. I, I'm a special mang. You're, no, this you are my special mang. This is just a special mang. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Take that, Tony. I'm special. So, so we got we got that, and then like I said, who knows? You know, there there may a lot be of Tony hate tonight. There, there may be another surprise or two along the way here in the coming days. Who knows? A lot, sure. of, lot, of, lot of Tony hate tonight. There's no like. Tony hate. You. There's, so much, there's so much Tony hate on this show. You whipped me on the show, and then you were talking smack about Lurie, and then you baited me. You, you hurt me, and then you said you hope the Bears lose. And, you and, know. Then you, and you said you hope the Twins win tomorrow. I mean, it's just like it's like Tony. Now is that now is that some real heel energy, Steve? I, 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 was, I was just about to say that. I was that. just going to say. I was I was just, gonna say it's yeah, like you're you're trying to make a heel turn here. Yeah, like he is out healing Ken W O right now, and it's I mean, and it's I think it's legitimate. <laughs> He's he has taken over the heel spot on Ken now. Because uh, he's doing this to his buddies. Like, imagine if he doesn't like you, what he's gonna do to you? <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be real fucking bad. Don't you got anything else before we get out of here? I mean, I could keep you guys here for another three hours if I wanted to, but uh, I, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, Gavin Sheets hit a home run for me, please. Uh, especially, I'm, I'm coming back, Steve. I'll see you there. Uh, I, I just don't. I'll be on post. The, I, I don't want the Shohei Otani show all weekend. Oh.
Uh, yeah, well, we're not going to get that because he's not going to get a hit. You got that. You heard that here first. He will not get a hit against any White Sox starter because I said so. Because Stone Cold said so. All right, everybody be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Sox on Tap, at on Tap Sportsnet. Following Tony at Tony on Tap, me at Buzz on Tap, eyeballs, eyeballs. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough, and check out Grandstand, grandstandsocks.com. Follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks, or if you're by the ballpark, walk over there. Awesome, extensive White Sox collection, Chicago sports selection, really. Check out Grandstand. I'll be back on Tuesday, I'm pretty sure, with Johnny. If not, it'll be a Buzz solo show, so we can have some fun, and I won't be made fun of for a little bit in the episode about my Bears love and how I got my ass kicked in the show. <laughs> White Sox forever. White Sox forever. White Sox for... Life.